Welcome to the Life Church STL podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope this message encourages and inspires you. Thanks for listening and enjoy today's message. You know, I was thinking of, uh, you know, stories to kind of build this up. And, you know, it's funny. I was trying to think of stories like where I was real, like, scared and, um, you know, just really a mess because I was so scared. And it was really hard to think of stories. But I don't know if, like, it's just because I can't remember them or maybe I'm just that awesome. I don't know. Like, um, you know. But <laughs> just kidding. I know that I've, I've been... Uh, scared. Um, but I do believe that God has given me the uh, ability to, to overcome fears. Like Tori is always amazed that, um, you know, I've almost drowned a handful of times actually in my life. And some of you have heard some of those stories. Um, but I still love the water. And if you've been to a lake or someplace with me, you know that I like to swim as far as I can under the water where you don't know so that I can scare you and grab your feet. And Dory always says, I don't even understand how you want to get in the water, much less like swim for a mile. Not, I can't really swim for a mile under the water. But, but I believe that that's the way that God wants us to be, right? That there are things that have happened in our life or things that we've gone through, but we aren't to live in that fear, we aren't to live with that hanging over us that, that he wants us to be able to say, that was there and I am here. And I'm not going to live in that place anymore. And I'm going to be sharing a story out of Mark, Mark 4. And uh, this is a moment where Jesus has been teaching, and, and uh, earlier in the chapter, it says that he got onto a boat because the crowds had gathered uh, around him, and, and so he gets in the boat and pushes off just a little bit so he can speak to the people, and so he's out there in this boat preaching, speaking to the multitudes that had gathered, um, and there's some awesome stuff in that, but I really want to get to this point in verse 35. Uh, in this story, where it says, On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep, on a pillow, and they awoke him and said, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the sea and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? There's a bunch of stuff in this story that I, I just love. But even just at the beginning where it says, on the same day when the evening had come, he said to them, let us cross to the other side. He's already in the boat. 
He's already there. He's speaking. And he says, let's go to the other side. We are going to go to the other side and not come back to where we started. We're going. We're moving on to another place. He promised. Like, if, you know, he's, you know, you don't... You can't say, he said, I promise you we get to the other side. But when Jesus says something, and this is my point, when he speaks something, he doesn't go back on his word. You know, when he says it, he means it. And when he said, we're going to go to the other side, he meant we're going to get to the other side. He didn't say, he, he didn't be like, let's see if we can make it to the other side. He didn't say, let's go out into the middle of this lake and, and, and see, you know, and, and die. See what happens. But he promised them. He said to them, let's go to the other side. And really, another thing in this is like <clears throat> him going to the other side. See, he knew what was going to happen in the boat. On the way to the other side, he knew what was going to happen when he got to the other side, which is another awesome story that I'm probably going to preach about sometime soon, where there's a guy that's possessed that's just a wild, wild guy. And I believe even in this point, the, the disciples didn't know it, but Jesus knew that all this was going to be a spiritual battle. And he knew what he was coming up against. But it didn't phase him. In verse 36, Mark 4, 36, Now, when they had left the multitude, it took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. It's interesting. It says, I, I, and I, I don't know about you, but I kind of thought about this a little bit, and, and I'm like, why is it that it says, they, and they took him in the boat as he was? And there's so many things that we could probably read into this, and I don't have fact for you, but as he was, maybe there was, you know, he left some stuff on the other side, and when they pushed off so that he could speak in the boat, maybe it was that he was just tired and, and exhausted from speaking. There were so many things. But the point to us that I, I want to get out of this is they took him as he was. They didn't take him as they wanted him to be. They didn't take him with anything added on to him. They didn't take him as, you know, what people purported that he was. They took him as he was. And I think that in that, that statement, and maybe it could just be me, but I believe that was put in there for us to tell us that we need to take him as he is. To not take him as we feel that he is. To not take him as other people have made him out to be. See, that's a problem these days is because a lot of people are running away from church and, and doing all this, you know, like stuff. Anyway, not getting on that sidetrack, but, but there's a lot that has been done to 
make Jesus, not that we can make him look like something he's not, but to people and the perspective that they have to give them this tainted view of who he is. And first of all, I don't want to have that view. And secondly, I would never ever want to give somebody that view. And in order to give somebody the correct view of who Jesus is, we first need to have the correct view of who he is and take him as he is. He said, let us cross over to the other side. And they took him as he was. It says there's other boats with him. In this also I see that when we're doing what God has asked us to do, when, when we are walking with him, when he is moving in and through us, and with us, and like in this story, like when he's in our boat and we're going places with him, it's not just our boat that's affected. It's not just us, but there's other people that are around. It says there's other boats that were around that were with him. They had gathered around. They're all there. And when he starts to cross the other side, they're starting to cross the other side. People were following. And in this story... I lay that before you because I want to, to hopefully see, and, and again, as always, I want to speak to myself in this message as much as I want to speak to anybody else, that the level of, of faith and, and trust that we have and the way that we view Jesus and the way that we present him, all these things is not just about us. This is a pro again, another problem these days is that people thinking it's just about us about me. Like, I, I worry about myself. But that's contrary to what the Bible teaches me. That it's not just about me. First of all, it's about Him. And secondly, it's about everybody else that needs to know Him. That is desperately seeking. But do we see that, that it's not just us, that there's others around us that will see what God does in our lives? In Mark 4, 37, it says, And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that, so that it was already filling. Now, the sea of uh, sea of Galilee was a one, it was known to have many storms and like it happened all the time. So it wasn't that like out of the ordinary. But the thing is, is there were fishermen in this boat with Jesus. And they're in there and, and, and you have to see that, that this storm was so bad that the boat was already filling up with water and they're, they're like, we're going down. This is it. We're done. But they were focused on the storm.
And that's what we can do sometimes. You know, the fishermen, you, you would imagine, they know being out in a boat, storms, how bad they are, the wind, what it's going to do to the boat, the waves crashing over. They know all these things. The problem is so many times we feel like we know what's going on. Or we know this wave, we know this wind, and we start focusing like, I've seen this before, and we know that this one is worse than the last one, and this is not going to, I'm not going to make it through this, and the problem is we get to this point just like they were on this boat where we're focused so much on the storm that we forget who's in the boat with us. Verse 38, Mark 4, 38. But he was in the stern. He was with them. He was still there in the boat. He didn't get out. Jesus. They knew who he was, but they forgot. You know, and I, I mean, it doesn't say they forgot, but what, based on the circumstances and, and what's happened, it feels like they just forget who he is at the moment. Just like we do. I don't forget who he is. I, listen, every single one of us at moments, we start freaking out and crying and wailing and, and saying, oh, the ship's going down, you know, we're not going to make it through this. I mean, me too. Like I said before, I said I couldn't figure out something I was afraid of, but like, I feel like just life most of the time, you know, Tori and I, I'm like, I just don't know if we're going to make it through this week, you know? But we get to that place because then we start relying on ourselves. They're in there throwing pails of water out of the boat. They're just doing all that they can, working as hard as they can. And Jesus is there in the boat, resting. Verse 38, but he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. He was asleep on a pillow. I love this. Like, Picture it with me. This boat, it's not gigantic. You know, this isn't some huge cruise ship. It's this smaller fishing boat, and these waves are crashing, coming over the boat. I can't imagine that he wasn't getting splashed with water or hearing these guys yelling, screaming, Wow, we're dying! What's going to happen? You know, there's all this stuff, and he is fast asleep in this boat. And there's just a picture here of these, these two sides, and one is the side of, of fear and, and not trusting, and the other is complete faith and trust and peace. It says in 38, and they awoke him and said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? I mean, think about this. He, 
they, they brought him. They, they even think that he's going to perish with them. Imagine that. The Messiah, they're following him. They know him. And they're, they're, he's there in the boat with them. Not to mention before when he said, we're going to, get to the other, we're going to go to the other side. And they should have trusted him that they were going to get to the other side. But now this storm happens. And then now... They didn't come to him and, said, and say, hey, Jesus, help us get to the other side. No, they said, hey, Jesus, don't you care that we're all dying? They felt like they were going to die and he was going to die. I mean, that's what I see in that story. I don't know. Like, don't you care that we are all perishing? I mean, you could imagine, Jesus, the one, he's there in that boat, all the worries that he could have had in that, in that time, because he knows what's going to happen, not, not to mention just what's going to happen whenever he gets to the other side, this wild, demon-possessed guy that lives in the, the tombs. But even beyond that, into what's going to happen, and the path that he has to take, all the worry, the weight of the world on him. Can you imagine all the things that he could be fearful of and or you know worried about? It's like I think about sometimes you know we lay in bed and we're just a mind spinning and going and and to think about you know those things that that we're worried about. We can't fall asleep. There's just, there's just so much, and there's this thing that this impending doom or this, this thing that's happening, and we can't get to sleep. But think about Jesus in that moment. He was there resting and at peace with all that he could have been worried about. He was in peace because he knew the storm was not going to kill them. He knew that God was in control. He knew that God had a plan for him. Do we know that God has a plan for us? See, in these moments, that's, that's the thing, is, is if we can understand and know that even we, we may be brought into the storm with Jesus on this mission with him, right? Following him doesn't mean that there won't be a storm. It just means that he's there with us and he's going to get us through. And there's many times purpose in the storm. And I believe in, even in this, there was purpose in it. He was putting them in a place where they needed to see more of who he is, where they needed to see how he had peace in the storm. And not only that, that when they finally were able to get him up, that he had control over that storm. He knew who was in control. He wasn't worried. He was sleeping by, like a baby. I mean, it's almost like he was in a rocking chair. You know, I imagine that boat was just like, 
It's like going. He's like, oh, this is nice. And they woke him. Don't you care that we're perishing? We, he brought him into their perishing. They brought him into that. But he already knew what was going on. In verse 39, it says, Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. So he got up, and first of all, he jumps up, and he rebuked the wind. Now, this is interesting because it doesn't say that he just said, be calm, but he rebuked it. And I don't know that we can know all the time what is a spiritual attack and what's not. You know, sometimes we say it's a spiritual attack and it's just that we were stupid the day before and we messed up and then now our next day is messed up. So, you know, I don't know. But sometimes we can't know whether it's an actual spiritual attack, but in this, Jesus rebuked. And in this, the way that he says this, it's the same as when he is rebuking the demonic rebuking and, and calling down and, and rebuking something, some demonic attack. But he rebuked this wind and said, Peace, be still. Do we trust and have faith, believe that God is in that boat with us, He's in that storm, and that He will rebuke the thing that is coming against us? I'm just glad that these guys didn't jump ship, because that might have been an option. That actually is an option that we take sometimes. Instead of going through the storm in the boat with Jesus, understanding that he can get us through, sometimes we jump ship. It's like, we can, I, I'm just going to do it on my own. As opposed to go down with the ship. But they stayed there. And he rebuked the storm. He wants to rebuke the storm in your life. He wants to stand up and say, peace be still. And many times when these moments we think, God, why are you sleeping? Jesus, why are you sleeping in the boat? Don't you understand the way that things are going? Anybody, you don't have to raise your hand, but sometimes we feel like that. But he's not asleep because he doesn't care. He's asleep because he's at peace. Because he knows what is going to happen. And he knows who he is. And he knows what he can do. And he wants us to know what he 
can do also. He wants us to trust Him. He wants us to see. And He might bring us into that storm. Maybe He didn't put us into the storm. Maybe He did. I don't, I'm not saying whether He did or didn't. But I know that He will walk us through that storm and get us to the other side when we trust in Him. And I know that it's not that He hasn't acted because He doesn't care. I know that He has a plan and He is true to His plan. He is true to His Word. And when we trust Him, we will see. And I just want to be at the place where I don't come and say, don't you care that we're dying? But I want to step up to Him and say, is your nap done? You know? Anybody? Like, are you ready to get us out of the storm? You know? I mean, that's how I have to wake my kids up, by the way. It's funny. It's a funny story. Kind of, doesn't necessarily relate to this, but I was more like rough whenever I came in to, to wake up the kids and I realized that that doesn't create a good day. <laughs> hey, wake up, you know, coming in, yelling, all this stuff. It's a little bit better when we come in and we're like, you ready to get up? You want to get up yet? This creates a better, calmer, more peaceful environment throughout the day. But I feel like that's what we, sometimes we're just coming in and like, Jesus, get up. What in the world are you doing? Like, don't you know? Don't you care that I'm dying over here and I'm, this is happening, this is happening? And forgetting, focusing on the storm and forgetting that yeah, maybe that something hasn't happened yet and, and then the storm hasn't been rebuked yet, but he's in the boat. And if he's sleeping, maybe I could be sleeping. Right? I, could, you, could you imagine that? Maybe an option was that these guys just been like, well, if he's sleeping, we're good. Maybe I'll, you probably never, I actually just thought of that. I, that wasn't in my notes. And I'm thinking about that now and I'm like, man, if he's not ready to rebuke the waves in my life yet, then why should I be fretting and troubling? If he's not ready to do that and it's not that time, I'm just going to lay down next to him and be like, okay, let's do this. You're not going nowhere. I, you're not going to die. I'm just going to be here with you in this. Wow, what, what about that? To think, and that's what he wants. I mean, he wants in these things. Not that we just sleep and don't do anything, but, but that we have that peace that we could rest even in the storm. And he wants us to see. He, he wasn't worried about it. And he doesn't want us to be worried about it. He says, look, look at me. You can find rest when you know that there is a plan. When you know that God is good. When you know that he doesn't fail. When you know 
who he is. But in this moment, Mark 4.40 says, But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? And this is what he said. He's like, Why are you so afraid? How is it that you have no faith? And I believe that's what Jesus is saying. He's like, Listen, do you not? I mean, first of all, I imagine him thinking, Does this mean that you question who I am? says, why, why are you so fearful? I'm here with you. Nothing is going to happen. And how is it that you don't have the faith that you should have? So really, he rebukes the storm, and then he comes back and rebukes the disciples. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be put in that place. I have been many times, not like we can go without getting that reprimand from God, you know, saying you're not doing this the right way. But I want to move forward. I want to to understand and to know that no matter what the storm that I don't have to look at the storm and see and fear, but I can look at the one that's in the boat with me, that we can, that you can look at the person in the boat with you, who is Jesus, your Savior, the one who said he would never leave you or forsake you, that he is with you, that gave you his spirit to reside inside, you know, that everything that he has, you have, that, that those gifts he has given you can be used that we can live a life of godliness like, like Him. Well, not that we're righteous, but because He is righteous and, and He is righteous for us. That I could stand strong, that we could stand in a place with, the, uh, with our head held high See, I think that's the problem. So many times we get into moments, whether it's a storm, whether it's whatever. We're either focused on the storm or focused on ourselves. But when we're focused on, on Him, how could we not trust and have faith? How could we not trust that everything will be okay? Jesus didn't say, wow, what a storm, crazy storm. This is wild. No, he said, Where, why is it that you have no faith? Because Jesus knew that the storm could do nothing. But he was hoping that his people, his disciples, would know the storm could do nothing. Where's your faith? Why, why didn't you just trust me? Why didn't you believe and know that this storm has nothing, 
has nothing on me or us. This turmoil, this thing that's swirling around, this tornado, whatever, this, this tempest, these waves that are crashing, they're, they're meaningless when it comes to God. said they had no faith because they didn't believe in his word and who he was. It really had nothing to do with the storm because there's all kinds of different storms. There's all kinds of different things that they could focus on that could cause them to have this moment of disparity. But it was the fact that they just didn't trust Him. Because no matter what it is, no matter what it is, if they trust Him, if we trust Him, we will get through. Charles Spurgeon said this, Our fears are often intensely silly. And when we get over them and ourselves look back upon them, we are full of shame that we should have been so foolish. Our Lord kindly censured their unbelief because it was unreasonable. I don't want to look back and think how silly it was to be afraid. How silly it was to, to be in turmoil or, or have this anxiety or this fear because of something happening in my life. I want to look back and, and see that I just trusted Him, you know? I want to see, I want you, I want us to see that there was a storm and look back and be like, how cool was that? I'm, I'm kind of that way. You know, there was this time we were over at my parents' house, and I don't know if there was a tornado, but it felt like there was a tornado. And it started raining, the wind, and all this stuff, and we literally, literally the wind was blowing the rain sideways. You ever been in one of those? Like, it didn't hit the ground. The wind was just going sideways, and everybody's like, let's go in the basement. I'm like, no, let's stay out here. It's so much fun. The rain's hitting the side. It's not hitting my head, you know? It's like. But that's how we should be walking through any situation, walking through any storm, any tempest, walking through, riding in the boat. Why? Because he's in the boat with us. He's there. Do you trust him? Will you stand with me? Thanks for listening today. We pray this message encourages you. If you have any questions or you'd like to learn more about us as a church, you can always visit us online by going to lifechurchstl.com.